Hey, welcome to the Mums with Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Harris, and this is episode 166. Welcome to the Mums with Hustle podcast, where you'll discover everyday mum entrepreneurs killing it in their industry. Learn the secrets you can replicate to create your own success with your host, Tracy Harris. Thank you so much, beautiful, for joining me here on this episode of the Mums with Hustle podcast. You know, what was it? A week or two ago, I did a set of Instagram stories where I was very honest and I just showed up and basically said, Hey, ladies, I have the sudden urge to procrastinate. Hardcore. Like my brain was looking for every single possible reason not to do the thing that I knew would absolutely move the needle in my business. So what do I mean when I say move the needle in my business? Well, I mean something that was actually going to result in income and tremendous impact. So these are the tasks that are often less sexy. Maybe they're a bit more mechanical. Maybe they show up for you in the form of something that is quite technical. Maybe it involves something that just doesn't really turn your lights on. Like maybe it requires you to actually do some writing, some copywriting, and maybe that just is not energizing to you. So I'm speaking to my ladies who have ever gotten to the end of a day, or maybe it's even just a couple of hours that you've been blessed with where you can actually do some solid meaty work and, you know, someone's looking after the children or your spouse isn't there and you've just been gifted this time where you can actually sink your teeth in and do some work that is purposeful and intentional and it's going to move the needle in your business, yet when you get there, oh my goodness, like your brain cannot stop focusing on what's hard about it or all of the problems or all of the reasons why you shouldn't do it or all of the other things that you could be doing with your time. And it's almost like your brain shows up to sabotage you. Now, I'm going to link to another episode for you that I did some months ago now that dives into this subject of, you know, self-sabotaging ways a little bit deeper because if you're like, oh, I tend to do this all the time, then that might be a really great episode for you to check out. But what I wanted to check out in this episode is more so the procrastination and why procrastination shows up for the majority of us and why it certainly showed up for me on that day a couple of weeks ago. And more importantly, well, what am I doing to get myself out of that? Because self-awareness is one thing. It's great to be self-aware, but then it's kind of like, okay, so you know that about yourself. So how are you going to manage this? And it takes practice and it takes being intentional And some things are decisions around behavior that we can change. And some things require us to use tools, some physical things to actually pull us 
out of our funk and help us focus. So I just want to start this episode off by saying that I am by no means like never procrastinating. (laughs) In fact, it shows up a lot, especially when I'm trying to do something really purposeful, something that is going to generate income, something that is going to help a lot of people. I'm just the same. I'm just the same as you. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, that's, that's definitely me. I want you to keep listening to this one. So some of the reasons why you may be procrastinating are as follows. And what you're going to hear is that all of them have one thing in common. And I'll leave that up to you to kind of figure out. And I'm going to just roll on here with a couple of examples that just came to mind for me really, really quickly based on my own experience and based on the experiences of the women that I have the pleasure of mentoring inside of my program. So the first one is just fear based on a past experience that was painful. So how often do you find yourself procrastinating or even just avoiding situations that were painful? And, you know, it could be physically painful or it could be energetically fatiguing and painful, as in you came so close to burnout or you burnt out completely, or it was just an experience that you did not like. And therefore, you have formed some negative associations with that experience. And even though the task or the thing that you're supposed to be doing, the thing that you are procrastinating on actually has like loads of benefits to it. If you were to see it through to the end, it's this past experience that was filled with pain that is causing you to, you know, not want to do it. So I don't know if that's you. I certainly have experiences like that, particularly in my business where I just think, oh, okay, I did that. And that kind of didn't have the outcome I'd hoped for, or that burnt me out energetically. And I just don't want to do that again. And then when it's required of me to kind of do that thing again, guess what? I avoid it. My brain is looking for every possible out, whether it's you should go and do the dishes over there, Tracy, or you should really jump on and do an Instagram story right now about this. There are so many other ideas that pop up when we're trying to procrastinate. But again, It often shows up when we are wanting to avoid a painful situation because that's how we're wired. That's how we are actually designed. So it's okay for us to acknowledge that our brains are made to move towards things that are pleasurable or things that we are motivated by. And it is designed to move us and keep us safe away from painful experiences. So the next one is fear of judgment. And This one shows up a lot, particularly for people, and I've been there myself, (laughs) that are really struggling with perfectionism, not wanting to put something out there until it is right or until it is 100% complete or not wanting to put something out there because we fear what other people may say or think of us if we did do that. So it all comes down to this fear of judgment. And I know this is one that used to cripple me with going live on Facebook or going live on Instagram, particularly when I wanted to talk about my office, when I wanted to talk about my course or any of my products 
that one used to come up a lot for me, fear of judgment. So I had to kind of set myself up with a powerful affirmation and just know that, well, who cares? Who cares if someone was to judge? Who cares if someone was to think, oh, well, who are you to be doing that? And it became about knowing that the less serious I kind of take myself, the more people I get to impact. The more fun I have in my business, the more impact and income I'm able to make in my business. So those powerful statements or those affirmations became really important at that time. And I pretty much don't really struggle with judgment anymore. And I am a massive, massive, I still use the word recovering, perfectionist. And if you've listened to all of the podcast episodes, you've probably heard this evolution of letting go of the perfection and not letting it stop you, being able to be more inspired by progress in your business over perfection. Because perfection really is just performing for as to avoid the negative judgment of other people. But who really cares? Wouldn't it be great if you could get to a place like that? And the thing is, you can get to a place like that. So think of what judgment are you fearing? And can you flip that on its head and create a more empowering belief or an affirmation to replace that negative fear of judgment with? So the next one that I wanted to talk about was the fear of failure. Hey, hands up if you've ever feared failure. And for this one, I really love to look at children and and their approach to how they do things. Oh my goodness, imagine if children were born into the world with this fear of failure. I mean, they come out of the womb not knowing how to speak, not knowing how to walk, their motor skills are all over the place. Oh my gosh, what about the social game, like learning how to make friends? Every single new task for a child is just that. It is a new thing. So there's no certainty, but yet they approach all of their new experiences as if there is a certainty. And at the very least, they are approaching experiences as though everything is play. And that has been the most beautiful thing to see as a mom of two very young boys and the women listening to this one. If you are a mother, you know what I'm talking about. Or if you just get to be in the presence of children, you know what I'm talking about. Children approach things with a curiosity and with a playful nature. And what would be possible for us in our businesses if we were to let go of that what if I fail mentality and just approach a this is fun approach? So a really empowering belief statement or really empowering affirmation that I have created for myself, and I still say this one to myself all the time, is business is fun. Business is light. Business is playful. I say things like, I am just a crazy scientist having fun in my lab. Everything is an experiment and I am having fun. I am at play. 
And when I changed my view, everything changed based on what I was experiencing. Everything else changed. My experience changed because of how I chose to view entrepreneurship or how I chose to view my offers that I was putting out or how I chose to view jumping on and doing Instagram stories. Suddenly it wasn't a black and white thing of, oh yes, success or failure. And it just became about play or experimenting or curiosity. So tapping into the inner child is a big one there. The next one is actually procrastinating because you fear success. Oh my gosh, my hand is like raised up to the roof. Literally, my hand is in the air because for a long time, I would delay doing things in my business because I would fear the success. I would fear not being able to not necessarily meet people's expectations. I know that that is something that comes up for a lot of the women I work with. But for me, it was around, you know, not being able to keep up with the needs or the demands of my audience or of the ladies I was serving or not having the things in the background, like the tech stuff in place and not having the team big enough to actually support the amount of women that I really want to help serve in such great ways. So fearing success caused me to just not put out offers from time to time and just kind of hide and just kind of be small. And I'm telling you all of this because it's so easy for us to look at other people in business, people that are one, two, 10, 50 steps ahead of us and assume that they don't have the same type of mindset struggles that we have in our given moment. And I'm so blessed to be able to speak to some, you know, highly intelligent, highly successful in terms of like profits and impact, highly successful entrepreneurs. But I can tell you like they all still have these fears popping up all the time. So it's not just me. It's not just you. It's all of us. At the end of the day, we are all people. And fearing success comes up for a lot of people. Some of us don't even want the limelight. Like we don't want to succeed because we don't want people to offer the praise. Like, is that you? Not wanting the award, not wanting people cheering. So you just stay small. Or maybe you've put some type of meaning on what success is. Like, oh, I don't want to be too successful because that means I'm not going to be around for my family. Or I don't want to be too successful because that means I will have to fly around the country giving keynote presentations. And I really dislike public speaking. I also don't like flying. (laughs) Well, maybe I've just made that up, by the way. Totally not true. You know, maybe you've made success mean something for you that just doesn't serve you. But the exciting thing about it is that you can rewrite that script. You get to define what success is for you. So exciting and so liberating when you do that. Another one that comes up for me and for a lot of the women that I work with is just fearing that the work that lies ahead in order to get to the destination is not fun. Oh my goodness. Like maybe we just want to procrastinate because there is some 
there's some stuff in there that just doesn't turn on our lights. Like it's not joyful. Maybe some of the tasks feel really heavy to you. Maybe it requires some new learning. Oh my goodness. And I get it because a lot of the women listening to this podcast episode are really still deep in the trenches. I'm still in the trenches of building their business. And I know, I recall so vividly what it was like. I have journals full of entries, you know, describing what it is like to literally wear all the hats, like to be at that stage before you could grow a team, to be at that stage where you're pretty much using every free version of any software or app to help grow your business because you're self-funded and totally bootstrapped for cash. Like you didn't start your business with a slush fund of money. Hello, that was me 100%. So I understand that sometimes we do just have to be able to dig deep, and do some work that isn't sexy or isn't easy or doesn't come naturally to us because we don't have the funds to necessarily outsource at that time or automate something. I mean, automation is amazing. Sometimes there is just part of our workflow or part of the project doesn't actually need us to physically be there. So much of what we need to do in our businesses, if if it's an online business, can actually be automated. And so if you're live launching something, or if you are someone that really just doesn't enjoy posting on their Facebook page or posting on Instagram, especially if it's, you know, you're in a launch season or whatever, and you're just like, oh, number one, I just need to save myself some time. Number two, I feel really awkward doing that thing, but it still needs to happen. Well, there may be a way to automate that in your business. So I say always look into automation. And then the next one is, well, if you can afford to hire someone, do that. Or even if you really need to, like if you're really in those early stages, maybe you can barter your services with someone else that can help you in that capacity. Now, typically I'm not into bartering because I believe that everyone has worth and value and we shouldn't be so attached to money that we can't let it go. When we're letting it go, we are making space for it to flow right back to us in bigger, more abundant forms. But I do understand that sometimes like it is great to collaborate with a service swap or something like that. And then also my word of the year, you may have heard me talking about this quite a bit. My word of the year for 2019 is ease. So if you're fearing just doing the work because it isn't fun and it feels heavy to you, well, how can you embrace the ease? What would that task look like if it was easy? That's a phrase I say to myself all the time. What would this look like if it was easy? And quite often, there are just some things that I could eliminate. 100%, just remove some things and be like, oh, okay, well, that one doesn't need to be there and, oh, it doesn't have to be done like that or a shortcut would mean just doing it like this instead and that feels much easier and lighter and more achievable. But again, that requires us to value progress over perfection and I know that that can be really hard for some of you listening to this episode right now. But trust me, it is one 
that is worth its weight in gold to keep, you know, putting in the inner work to get to that place where you're not fearing the judgment, where you are solutions focused, not problems focused. And, you know, you can just embrace the ease. You can learn to embrace the progress over perfection, especially if that means, you know, you do hire someone. So many of you are in the position to hire someone, but how many of you are holding that back because of perfectionism, because of this belief that you can do it better than everyone else, or because of this belief that it has to be done in a certain way. And there's no way anyone else could possibly help you do that in your business. That's simply not true. (laughs) There are amazing people out there that can do things as good as you, that can do things far better than you in your business so that you are freed up to operate more within your zone of genius. So I always ask myself, okay, this isn't heaps of fun. Is this something I actually have to do? Or can I delegate this to someone in my team? Or can I hire a contractor to do this? And I'll probably nut it out in a couple of hours and it's just going to save me a lot of headspace and headache. So hiring to someone And again, the mantra there, if you keep saying, well, no one's going to do it as great as I can, well, sometimes in order to grow, you need to let go and you need to, again, value progress over perfection because having something 70% complete or 70% done right as opposed to 0% because you just procrastinated on it the whole time or you just didn't release it at all because it wasn't perfect, I mean what's better? What's going to result in a better outcome? Having it 70% complete and done or having it not done at all? Again, progress over perfection. So the next thing that a lot of us tend to fear, and I've come so far in this, oh my goodness, especially when you're really creating a business from the heart space and you just truly want to make a difference with your product or with your service. I see this a lot with the people that are in the healing niche. So the healers, the massage therapists, beauticians, or people that do energy work, meditation, things like that. Reiki healers, like a fear around asking for money because You genuinely love what you do. So you can't imagine anyone paying for that, right? And I'm going to touch on this in an upcoming episode, actually, with an amazing guest, Denise Duffield-Thomas, who really specializes in helping women open themselves up to higher levels of income and impact through releasing their money blocks and creating more empowering stories for themselves around money. So watch out for that episode. That one's coming up. If you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, make sure that you do that. So over on iTunes, there's actually a button. You can just hit subscribe and, you know, what do you know? You're going to see the latest podcast episodes pop up there. But back to what I was saying around a lot of women or a lot of people in the healing industries struggle to ask for money, struggle to put price points on things or really value their, their time or value their money or value the impact that they can have because it comes so naturally to someone. So you obviously default to thinking, oh my God, well, 
how can I really charge for that thing? Or I feel really uncomfortable asking for money because I know that this experience or this workshop or this pilgrimage or whatever the thing is, is really going to help people. And so just by asking yourself some questions, you know, how does it feel for you when you are promoting an offer or a service or an experience? How do you feel asking for the sale? Or do you like literally just procrastinate and avoid that part? Like maybe you stay in marketing mode all the time, always just, you know, keeping yourself visible, but never following through and making the offer or asking someone to take the next step and actually making the income. Well, I want to say to you that when you make the income, that's when you actually make the impact. And this is why tapping into the serve mentality is so powerful. When you show up online, when you sell from a place of service and when you lead with free value, like you're sharing info on your blog, you're sharing info that people love to gobble up on Instagram or on Facebook, then it just makes it far less icky to actually come out and say, oh, well, hey, I also have this offer. For those of you that are ready to do this, this is available. So again, I'm going to cover a lot of this stuff in my episode with Denise Stuffield-Thomas. So make sure that you stick around for that one, or you at least subscribe or join the email list so that you can stay up to date with the latest podcast episodes from me here on the Mums with Hustle podcast. The last one that I wanted to touch on is a fear around receiving money. So some people fear asking for money and like, you know, another going a little bit deeper is like actually like accepting it and receiving money. And a lot of us, I know, I was raised with the belief that money comes from hard work. I can't recall how many times I heard that phrase from, you know, parents, teachers, loved ones, family, friends, like that was just around everywhere. Money comes from hard work. So how does this tie into procrastinating? Well, maybe you're procrastinating because you're trying to make the work hard. You're trying to make the task hard by procrastinating on it because in your mind, you've built this habit around this belief that money comes from hard work. So you're looking, you're like constantly tinkering on the design of something or you're constantly tinkering and trying to find the best possible tech solution. Hello, these are all ways of procrastinating. Or you're tinkering and on the price point or the sales copy language. And it all comes down to this belief, this wealth wound that money comes from hard work. And so if you can kind of get to the root cause, if you can kind of put yourself in the space where you visualize like your earliest memory of this, like where did that come from? If you can get to the root cause of that disempowering belief, then you can make a more empowering belief because that is not even true. Money doesn't have to come from hard work. It doesn't have to be this story of the underdog or hard yakka. It doesn't have to be this story of struggle. You can invite the ease into your life. Oh my goodness, I feel like I'm going to say that word so many times this year on the podcast. 
all about the ease. Okay, so I'm going to move on now to my top five tips. You know what? I just counted. I do have some notes in front of me and I've written down six tips. So there you go. I came into this one wanting to give you five hot tips for how I actually move myself out of a procrastination funk and get myself back into the energy and flow of doing good work so I can help the good people of this world. Okay. So on to tip number one, I ask myself some questions. I love to do a bit of a deep dive, an emotional wrestling match with myself and really get to the bottom of what I'm feeling and why is that? I don't just accept how I feel. I love to ask myself why. So I've kind of become my own therapist. So I'll say things like, okay, well, what about this task or this project am I truly avoiding? Like what pain, again, the pain, what pain have I attached to this experience? Like, was there a time that this was painful or just not enjoyable for me? And why have I made that mean something? Is that a hard and fast fact? Or can I actually create a more empowering belief that does serve me? So I just ask myself some questions. So there you go. Get curious about the feeling. That's number one. Number two, is it even so? So following on from that first one of asking yourself some questions, realizing what the belief is under the, underneath, and then saying, well, is it even so? Can I switch from being problem-focused to being solutions-focused? Because when we keep like focusing on the problem and focusing on the pain, we fail to even see the easier pathway, the one that feels so much smoother, the one that helps us feel in flow, the one that gives us total joy and alignment. And it's because we're so focused on the pain. So can I switch to being solutions focused? Basically, how can I invite ease into this situation now? The third tip that I have is just literally changing your physical space. Like if you are working in an office or at your kitchen table or if you're working in the car or at the park or wherever maybe, and it is just not working for you, a change in scene can do wonders. So I will, even though I'm working at home, I will change scene up to three times in a day. And sometimes I leave the house completely. So that's a hot tip. Look at your space. You don't need to start fixing up the desk and tidying up the kitchen if you want to stay in that space. You can literally get up and just move and change your whole state by being in a different space. Change your energy so that you can allow good work to happen and flow just by moving your space. The fourth tip is to limit distractions. So like actually start self-regulating here a little bit. Like if you are checking Instagram or Facebook way too much when you should be writing five blog posts or literally like, I don't know, writing some sales copy or something like that, go and put your phone in a place where you can turn it on loud if you need to so that you can hear it ring, but go and put it somewhere else. It doesn't need to be near you. Or I've given this tip before, literally hide, turn off notifications on your computer. If you're working on your computer and you're seeing, you know, you're distracted by your inbox, like that's a huge place for people to go and just procrastinate in for an hour or 10. 
turn off notifications on your computer so that you're not getting disturbed. Because I've said this before, email is great, but it often sucks you in into working on other people's agendas and it takes you away from your own. So limit the distractions. Maybe even set yourself a timer. We've talked about that one on the podcast before. I do love myself a bit of the old Pomodoro method. So working for 20 minutes, working in 20-minute chunks. This is the beauty about being a mom with a young child. I remember my little Ethan, my first born was a serial catnapper. And at first I saw it as like, oh my gosh, why didn't I get one of those babies that just sleep for hours at a time? I ended up framing his quick catnaps during the day as something positive because it allowed me to have serious focused hustle time. And I would get down so much knowing that I only had 20 or 40 minutes at a time. Because believe me, having more time is not always the answer. Hello, anyone out there relate to this? The more time you have, the more time you have to waste sometimes procrastinating. So setting a timer and just doing the focused work is a really, really good tip. Simple, but good. 20 minutes spurts, 40 minutes spurts maximum is what I like to do before I, you know, take a break, get outside, have a coffee, smoothie, something like that. All right. So tip number five, and I feel like this really should have been tip number one, because I actually do this one a lot. It's kind of my go-to. And that is to go to your inner circle, go to your support network, the people that can pull you out of the funk, not the ones that just say, ah, that's right, just have a day off today or whatever. Sometimes, I mean, yeah, we do need that. But a lot of the time it pays to really have a mentor or a coach or a group, a network of women that you can say, this is how I'm feeling. And I'd really like to unpack that right now because it's very important to me and my business and my purpose that I do this thing. However, I'm feeling all of this resistance around it and it's causing me to procrastinate. So can I please just flesh this out in here within my safe group of ladies or gents, wherever you go? It might be a spouse or a partner. It might be a best friend, but definitely go to your group, your safe space. And that is why I love the Social Method Society because that is what I am seeing women do, coming in and sharing not only their wins, like, oh my gosh, we love ourselves a win in the society, but also though coming with your vulnerability and being coachable and coming in and saying, I'm really finding this difficult, or I've come up against this, or this is a block, or this is some resistance for me, and asking for help or asking for other women to say, you know, to share how they've gotten through that in the past. So going to your inner circle is my fifth and was supposed to be my final tip. But then I had this last one just jotted down, which is about tools. So some practical things that I do personally. Okay. So I am no stranger or it's no surprise that meditation and prayer is on this list because through prayer, I just find it very grounding. It helps me tap back into the intention and the why of what I'm actually doing. And that helps me tap and get connected to the bigger purpose of what 
I'm actually responsible for and what I'm actually doing. And I find great joy and great purpose in that. So it realigns me. And meditation, I'm a big fan of meditation with visualization in particular. So I can really see the big picture of what I'm doing, how I could make it look easier. I ask myself lots of questions through these guided meditations. And then I have some practical tools like essential oils that I love to use. I love to exercise or just get outside and have fresh air. So these are all some tangible things that I love to go and do to keep me moving towards productive outcomes in my business and not just procrastinating, focusing on the pain, focusing on the problem, but helping me tap into a serve mentality that allows me to serve at my highest level and that keeps me excited and just like with this momentum. So I hope this episode has really helped you. I hope it's helped you to let go of any guilt that you may be carrying around procrastination, any stories about what that means for you if you're procrastinating, it mustn't be dedicated or, you know, all of these crazy things that we say to ourselves. Let's all start to pay more attention to the language that we use about ourselves, about our business, about what we're capable of. Let's start being a bit kinder, talk to ourselves like we would talk to a friend or to a client and um, ask yourself some deeper questions when you find the procrastination starting to creep up. I'd really love to hear from you about this episode. So please make sure that you jump on over and let me know what you thought of this one. Did I manage to describe any of your reasons for procrastinating? I know I went through quite a few causes for procrastination, but I did say at the beginning that they all have one thing in common. And I'm wondering if you managed to pick up on that. So the thing that they all have in common is that they are all stemming from fear. So procrastination really is just fear. And when you get to the root cause of that, it is so exciting, so liberating, so empowering that we get to rewrite the story. So something came up for you, reach out to me on Instagram, tag me in an Instagram story or send me a DM and let me know what came up for you. And also, if you love this episode, if you've been listening to the Mums with Hustle podcast and you've got something out of it and you're like, damn, I want to incorporate this religiously into my week, then make sure that you hit the subscribe button on iTunes so that that becomes nice and easy for you and leave me a review. There are links here on the show notes that you can click on to leave me a review. It's super easy. It takes about 30 seconds. And what that does on iTunes is it, it helps me become more visible to more beautiful women just like yourself so that I can help them with this content. So thank you so much. It has been a treat hanging out with you here on the podcast. Stay happy in your hustle and I'll catch you next week for a very exciting episode. Mm-hmm.